0: Welcome to Zikudavsi Manrem Ben avram and today we're going to talk about Sergei Kuf Base, the 12th parak, Mitzvah Chalitza. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one. Rav said, Ger Donis Chaviro Dvar Torah. A Ger can judge his fellow Ger according to Torah law. As it stated, Som Tassim Alech Melech, Ashayiv Chah Hashem El bo You shall surely place over yourself a king, whom Hashem your God will choose, Me Kerav tasim Tassim Alech Melech. From the midst of your brothers shall you place over yourself a king. This implies that it is only over yourself, meaning born Jews, that we require a king to be someone who is a Vechecho, from the midst of your brothers, of a ger, Donas chavero Ger, but a ger can judge his fellow ger. And if his mother is a born Jew, he can even judge a born Jew. But with respect to Chalitza, Ad She'avi Ve'imom Yisrael, one is not permitted to judge, unless both his father and mother are born Jews, as is written, V'nik Rishmo Israel, and his name shall be called in Israel. Point of it to said to Shmuel, from what source do we know that the term chalitza used in the Pasuk, v'chaltza na'alo raglo she shall perform chalitza with the shoe upon his foot, means removal. We seem to derive its meaning from the Pasuk about Tsuras on a house, v'chiltzu az'avanim asher and they shall remove, v'chiltzu, the stones that contain the affliction. Ve'im but why not say it means redding? for it's written in another Pasuk, Hechaltzumi itchema nashimotzava, ready, hechaltsu men from among yourselves for the legion. This would imply that the Yavama should do chalitza by putting a shoe on the Yam's foot, not by taking the shoe off his foot. The Gemara answers that there too, the term Hechaltzum can mean removing, as if to say the men should remove themselves from their homes to prepare to go to war. When the Gemara demonstrates that chalitza can also mean strengthening, it concludes that if it meant strengthening with chalitza, it should have written, but ma'al on that which is upon his foot. Instead the Pasuk says may all ragot from upon his foot which implies removal. And pointing with the Mishnah had stated if Khalitza was performed with a sock her Khalitza is invalid. The Gemara infers love min'ahu, that a sock is not a shoe. This was learned in the Mishnah calling as well. The one who separates the truma from the treasury funds may not enter neither with a hemmed garment nor with a sock. And needless to say, he may not enter with a min'al or sandal because one may not enter the azor wearing a all or a sandal. Since wearing a sock is not permitted on the grounds of suspicion, and not because of the general prohibition of wearing shoes in the Azara, we can see from this mission as well that a sock is not in the category of a shoe. The word questions this based on a Bryson which discusses the laws of Yom Kippur that states, Echad min'al v'sandol v'anpilya lo yit'albehen A person may not walk about belt with a min'al or sando or sock, l'mabayz l'ma l'ma l'mita, neither from house to house nor from bed to bed. This implies that socks do have the same status as shoes. Rabbi answered that the brights regarding Yom Kippur is referring to a leather sock. Was our mission? The mission of was referring to a fabric saw. So once again the three points are number one, Ravas said, a Ger can judge his fellow ger according to Torah Law, as it stated, you shall surely place over yourself a king, whom Hashem your God will choose, From the midst of your brothers shall you place over yourself a king. This implies that it is only over yourself, meaning born Jews, that we require a king to be someone who is Mekervach from the midst of your brothers, of a ger, Donis Haver, or ger, but a ger can judge his fellow ger. And if his mother is a born Jew, he can even judge a born Jew. But with respect to Chalitza, one is not permitted to judge unless both his father and mother are born Jews, as is written, Israel, and his name shall be called in Israel. Pointing to Rav Kahane said Tishmo. from what source do we know that the term Chalitza used in the Pasuk is she shall perform Khalitz with the shoe upon his foot, means removal. We seem to derive its meaning from the Pasuk about Tsiras on a house. And they shall remove, the stones that contain the affliction. But why not say it means reading? For it's written in another Pasuk, Ready, men from among yourselves, for the legion. This would imply that the Yavama should do Khalitz by putting a shoe on the yam's foot, not by taking the shoe off his foot. The Gemara answers that there too the term hechaltsu can mean removing, as if to say the men should remove themselves from their homes to prepare to go to war. When the Gemara demonstrates that a chalitza can also mean strengthening, it concludes that if it meant strengthening with chalitza, it should have written maal raglo on that which is upon his foot. Instead, the pasuk says me'al raglo from upon his foot, which implies removal. And pointing with you, the Mishnah had stated Pilya chalitza pasua. If chalitza was performed with a sock. Or Chalitza is invalid. The Gemara infers that a sock is not a shoe. This was learned in the Mishan Shkalim as well. The one who separates the Truma from the treasury funds may not enter neither with a hemmed garment nor with a sock. And needless to say, he may not enter with a min'al or a sandal because one may not enter the azor wearing a min'al or a sandal. Since wearing a sock is not permitted on the grounds of suspicion, and not because of the general prohibition of wearing shoes in the Azara, we can see from this Mishnah as well that a sock is not in the category of a shoe. The more questions this based on a Bryson which discusses the laws of Yom Kippur that states, Echad al v'sandol v'anpilya lo yit'al behen. A person may not walk about with a belt that a al or sando or sock, l'mabayz l'ma l'ma l'mita, neither from house to house nor from bed to bed. This implies that socks do have the same status as shoes. Rabbi answered well, that the were regarding Yom Kippur is referring to a leather sock, whereas Armish and the Mishnah shkalim was referring to a fabric sock. All right, so now we got our Simadav Kubeis, and this sim was suggested to us by Moshe Raps from Yishwem, by Yisrael Olsberg from Muppe Chemish, and by Nathaniel Jacob from Great Net New York. And they all suggested Kubeis is a caveman, and we often use a cave as the simmons. So cave is the simon, here goes. The three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim. Heard a commotion in the next cave when Yisrael judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, discovered the Yavam was wearing a sock. Once again in slow motion. The three gerim sitting in a cave, cave, that must be learned off, kubbeis. The three gerim sitting in a cave, judging other gerim, which reminds us, Rav has said Gerdonis haver devar Torah. Ger can judge his fellow ger according to Torah laws that stated, Som melcha, hashemel, kachobo, you shall surely... Place over yourself a king whom Hashem your God will choose. From the midst of your brothers shall you place over yourself a king. This implies that it is only over yourself, meaning born Jews, that we require a king to be someone who is mekarev achelcha from the midst of your brothers. A vulger done is chaver but a ger can judge his fellow ger. So the three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim heard a commotion in the next cave when saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, which reminds us, Rav Kahana said to Shmuel, from what source we know that the term chalitza used in the Pasuk of the na'lo al raglo, she shall perform chalitza with the shoe upon his foot means removal, we seem to derive its meaning from the Pasuk about Saras and a house. The and they shall remove the the stones that contain the affliction. So the three gerim sitting in a cave judging other gerim heard a commotion in the next cave when he saw judges instructing the yavama to remove the shoe, discovered the yavam was wearing a sock, which reminds us, the Mishnah stated, Banpilya Chalitza if Chalitza was performed with a sock, her Chalitza is enveloped, The infers, Lava Minahu, that a sock is not a shoe. This was learned as well in a Mishnah in Skaling. So once again, the three Gerim sitting in a cave, judging other Gerim, heard a commotion in the next cave, when he saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, discovered the Yavam was wearing a sock. Alright, so now it's time for Vorbalah so, the similar Dov Tzadiches is related to Schok, and we use a clown. So, here goes. The clown, clown, that must be more Dov Tzadiches, Schok the clan hired to perform at the birthday party for twin boys who were conceived after their mother converted had them play pin the tail on the donkey which reminds us we wonder to said, if there were twin brothers to tipa achas haya where there was one drop of semen that divided into two and therefore no question that they shared the same father yet in the sefer where they were conceived not in Kedusha but were born in Kedusha they are not permitted to do yibon rochalitz for one another because they are not considered related through the father the Torah avoids their paternity as it's written concerning the mitzrim basachom chamorim bas Their flesh is the flesh of donkeys and their seed is the seed of horses. So, the clan hired to perform at the birthday party for twin boys, who were conceived after their mother converted, had them play pin the tail on the donkey, and then only spoke twice. Which reminds us, Rabbi Kiva said that Kosh Baruch Hu only spoke to Yonah twice, not three times, as a punishment for not wanting to fulfill Hashem's will. When the word brings the puzzle, which refers to the time of Yerubim and Yosh, when the Kosh Baruch Hu spoke to Yonah, which would be the third time, Ravina answered, Al iske kama. Rabbi Kiva was saying that Shem did not speak to Yonah a third time regarding Ninva. He did speak to him again regarding other matters. Of Nachman said that he did not speak to Yona again, and the Pasika is saying, like the word of Hashem that had spoken to Yona about Ninveh, just as Hashem's decree for Ninveh was overturned from bad to good, so too in the days of Yeravam, Hashem's decree was changed from bad to good. So the clown, hard to perform at the birthday party for twin boys who were conceived after the mother converted, had them played pin the tail on the donkey, and then only spoke twice before he mixed up all the kids and sent each one home. With a different mother. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches, Khamish Nashim, She Arbu Valdosem. If there were five women whose male children became mixed up, and over time they grew into adults, were married, and died childless, how did the brothers whose parentage was known deal with the widows? Four of them do chalitz with one of the widows, and the remaining one does yibum. Then he and three other brothers do chalitz with another widow, and so on. Nimsu Arbu chalitzes ve yibum v'chua achas This results in four chalitzes and one yibum for each widow. Davt so Tzadites, the Simr Dav is a cheetah so here goes the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins cheetah skins that must be called zadi tess. cheetah the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins, to distinguish their five different types of children, which reminds us that it was taught in umos. A, a man and a woman can sometimes beget children belonging to five different genealogical categories, an idolater, a ger, an evet, a mumser, and a yisrael. The more proceeds how this is so, beginning when a Jew purchased a non-Jewish evet and a shivcha from the market, meaning from a non-Jew, and they had two sons who were born to them previously. So the husband and wife started to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter in law's son. Which reminds us the next mission states that if a woman's child became mixed with her daughter in law's child, and the children grow up, get married, and then die childless, (laughs) any one of the surviving definite sons of the daughter in law perform chalitz with the two widows, but do not take them in Yibum. (laughs) Because there's a suffix of each widow, might be their brother's wife, who is permitted to them, or their father's brother's wife, who is forbidden to them. But (laughs) the surviving definite and sons of the other woman may either do or hakiv ben because there's a sappik whether each widow is their brother's wife or perhaps her brother's son's wife, both of whom are permitted. So the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter-in-law's son, and the Cohen's wife child got mixed up with their shivcha's son, forcing them to go together to get truma as one. Which reminds us the next Mishnah states, <laughs> the child of a con's wife, God mixed with the child of a Shivcha, and it's not known whose child belongs to whom. They may both eat Truma, but they receive one portion of a Truma at the grain root, which the Gurna explains means that they receive a portion of Truma at the grain root when they come as one. The Mishnahs, accordance with the review, taught, in taught, Truma Elin one does not distribute Truma to an Evid unless his master is with him. Therefore, neither child may come alone, as they might be an evid. The Gemara explains that where Rabbi Yehuda lived, how you mali or they would elevate someone from the status of those to whom Truman be given to the status of one who has the correct yuchus, meaning pure Kohanim. Therefore, he didn't allow Trumah to be given to an evid. Daf Kuf. So the sim Daf Kuf is a monkey. So here goes the monkey, monkey. That must be on Daf Kuf. The monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first to save them from disgrace. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that Abrissa was saying, maisor ani mishum In a place where we distribute Maiso Ani, which is given both to men and women, we give the woman first because of the disgrace that the woman would face for having to wait for her turn among a crowd of men. So, the monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first to save them from disgrace. Was so fascinated by Safakona, brought a mincha that was both subject to kamitza and not which reminds us that the Mishnah Daf Sadi test on a base stated that in a case where Cohen's wife's son got mixed with her Shifcha's son we put on each of the questionable Kohanim the Chumras of Kohanim and the Chumras of Yisraelim the G'mon here asks what this is referring to, and R'apapa said it was It was taught regarding the voluntary mincha offerings. can minchas Yisrael, kohanim. It's subject to k'mitz like a Yisrael's mincha, but it's not eaten like a kohan's mincha. How is this done? The komitz is offered on the Mizbeach alone, and then the shirayim are offered on the Mizbeach alone. So the monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace was so fascinated by a sefakon who brought a mincha that was both subject to kamitsa and not eaten, that he hired himself out to the sefakon to help him sell truma and keep the proceeds. Which reminds us, the next mission brings different cases related to when a woman did not wait three months. After separating from her husband, she married someone else, gave birth to a male, and it's not known if the child is the nine-month-old child of the first husband or the seventh-month-old son of the second husband. If one husband was a Kohen and the other a Yisrael, he may not eat truma, but if he did, he doesn't pay the principal and the additional fifth, he may not receive truma at the greenery, but he may sell to a Kohen the truma he separates and keep the proceeds. Daf Kufalov, so the Kufalov is a bird caller going, ka ca, ca. At the bird-collar competition, bird-collar competition, that must be more Daf Daph Kufalov, ka at the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once, which reminds us Gmur continues discussing the implications of a child where there is a suffolk which of two men is his real father. It was taught in a He kazeb, he if he struck this one and then struck that one, or he cursed this one, and then cursed that one, or he cursed them the at the same time, or he hit them at the same time, he's misa for for one of them is certainly his father. Reb Yuda says, Babasachis Bazel ah, ah, If he strikes them simultaneously, he's chai, but if he does so one after the other, he's Pater. Rashi explains that according to Yehuda, there were two warnings, and each one is a Hasra suffolk, an uncertain warning, and therefore he's Pater. The Tanakhama, however, holds that Hasra suffix, Shema Hasra. An uncertain warning is considered a valid warning since it's clear in the end, even though the two men were struck at separate times that a capital offense has been committed. The Kimura brings another of that Rebuto holds that even Babasa Ahas, even at the same time, he would be putter. So at the bird-collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out caw, caw, to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once. While a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions, which reminds us of the opening mission of the 12th Parak states, Mitzvah Chalitza B'shrooshet Dayanim, Vafilu Shroosheton Hediotos. The Mitzvah of Chalitza is performed before a panel of three judges, and even if all three are laymen. The G'more explains that this means that even though they can be laymen, the that we require three laymen who know how to dictate to the Yavni Avama, the psukin they must recite, like judges. So at the bird-caller competition, the reigning champ attempted to call it ka ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once. While a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions and watched carefully to see if spittle would issue from his mouth. Which reminds Gemur comes to reject the source that was brought from Yehuda that laymen are valid for the Pasuk of Le'ene is required for what Ravata that the judges must see the spittle coming from the mouth of the Yavama when she spits before the Yavam. As the Pasuk states, Le'nei hazekenim v'yorka to the eyes of the elders and she shall spit. The Gemur concludes that Re'ehuda's source is derived from where the Pasuk says Yisrael which implies Yisrael Kodu, any member of Yisrael may oversee Al Chalitza. Alright, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Evangel and Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.